I'm Aubrey. I'm Haley. And you're listening to Make Waves. Swimming through the sea with only half a lung like me. Problems come so easily every day. Making waves so fast, who knows how long we will last. Now let's dive into our past. We're making waves. Let's talk, talk, talk it out. Hi guys. Hello. We're back. I'm happy to be back. Me too. I didn't realize how much of a hobby it was until we weren't doing it anymore and life just kind of got in the way. It was a good break. It was. It it felt like really fast. It didn't feel, how long has it been? Like two months? Three? Yeah. Thanksgiving was our last one. So we haven't talked to anybody yeah. since Thanksgiving. And we did a Friendsgiving episode. Mm-hmm. I left for North Carolina to go visit my sister, which we all know is a risk as far as COVID is concerned. Yeah. Of course, I fully believe in social distancing, wearing masks, and we took the risk anyways, and we paid the price pretty heavily for that, I would say. Yeah. We came back and we had Friendsgiving, and then I tested positive for COVID on December 1st. Yeah, mm-hmm. on December 1st. My sister came back from North Carolina with us, so we got up and went for a run that morning, and I had a snotty nose while I was running, which is really common. If you run, you know, farmer's blow, get rid of your snot, you know? It just felt different than normal. And when I got back, I took a big bite of banana pudding that you had made for Friendsgiving, and I tasted zero banana. So I was just like, instantly, I was just like, oh, like, I just knew, like, without a question. This whole entire time through this whole process, I thought every symptom I have is COVID. Uh And I think losing your taste and smell, it is just the most obvious it's like nothing you've ever, I've ever felt in my life. Yeah. So as soon as I tasted that, we had ham and mashed potatoes left over too. And I could, it was really weird because I could taste like the honey in the ham, hmm. the pepper and the mashed potatoes. It just didn't taste right. Yeah. You know? And then there are a few things that I, it just tasted like water. Weird. It was so weird. It was the weirdest thing. And you know, this was all in the span of like an hour. I was trying yeah. to taste a lot of different things to see. It seems like the kind of thing that you wouldn't know what it's like until you've experienced it. Oh, for sure. I can because, imagine. you know, people are saying like, oh, it's like when you have a stopped up nose and you, mm-hmm. it's not like that. Like we, when you have a cold and you can't taste because you have a snotty nose. I've never even had that. Really? So it's weird. Like you can't breathe through your nose. Yeah, but I never thought, oh, I can't taste anything, you know? Yeah. I feel like I always get the flu. I always get a cold. Yeah. I always have allergies. So I've had that several times, but I could breathe through my nose no problem. It actually felt deeper than that like it felt mm-hmm. like I no, I just can't taste anything like it's a really bad experience I wouldn't wish it on anyone it's kind of trippy and even though that was December 1st I, I have a lot of my taste back and some of my smell yeah but ugh, smell is really lingering it mm-hmm. is so lingering and so unpredictable the problem with me testing positive on that day was that I had infected all of us. Yeah. So our immediate circle <laughs> went straight to quarantine uh-huh. and that was Haley and Jaden, my sisters uh, ended up staying here, stuck in quarantine with us. I also had been around my mom, uh, my grandmother, and my dad, but luckily I had been wearing masks around them, yeah. which, oh, it, that weight of even just knowing that I had been around one person maskless, you know, my worst fear was having been at work. Yeah. And having to contact clients. Like, is that uh-huh. so embarrassing? That Yeah, that would have been bad. Whenever you texted me, I had only been around like one person. And whenever I had to tell them, that I was exposed to it. That was like the worst feeling ever. So Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, I need to be like extra nice to Aubrey because I can't imagine how she feels having to tell 10 people, five at least, you know, I don't know how many exactly. Yeah, and it felt like, oh, I should be relieved that I wasn't at work, but I also had been around the people I care about the most in the whole world. So it was just like, if one of you got sick, I mean, I'd slept in bed with Colby. Mm -hmm. I'd slept in bed with my sister. The thought of how even in close quarters we were. Exactly. It was the most terrifying thing. We're terrified of COVID. We do take it really seriously. Yeah, so. we definitely do. And that day when everyone got home from work, we did not leave. No, we did. It not. was full lockdown. Yeah, like for we've two been, weeks. We were in quarantine whenever, you know, uh, we lost our jobs and we were quarantined. Yeah. But like, this was like, I did not step no. anywhere. You couldn't go a through a drive through. You no. couldn't do anything. We no, did, I did not nothing. get in my car. I definitely couldn't get in my car. So since I tested positive and Emma and Colby, hadn't it, you have to wait four to seven days yeah. to get an accurate test and they had no symptoms so I decided to quarantine away from them because what's the point of risking it exactly and if you wouldn't have the chances of them getting it is really so high, high you know yeah and luckily they never did so Absolutely. it's really good that you actually did that and, and a lot of people wouldn't and if you think about that like that is another ca- case that is another person mm-hmm. with it and that 
is another person that could have spread it to mm-hmm. other people. Like, it is just something you really actually need to take very seriously. Definitely. And I was really, really fortunate. Like, I had what I would call, personally, a mild case. Mm-hmm. And it knocked me on my ass. Like, it was terrible. I would not wish that on anyone. And I can really see how it would negatively affect someone who had a worse immune system or were older. Yeah. I mean, I cannot. I seriously can't imagine. I had loss of taste and smell. And then there was about... A four-day period where I just felt like I got hit by a truck. Mm-hmm. The headaches, it was like a different headache than I'd ever had. It was a horrible headache. I was also, really I can't imagine tired. what that does to your mental health. Like, being locked up by yourself, I at least was with Jaden, so yeah. we kind of had fun. Yeah. <laughs> no, wouldn't recommend it, but like, you know, it was yeah. just us staying in our house for two weeks. But for you to be alone in your bedroom, kind of in the dark, you know, you're not getting the sun you mm-hmm. need. Like, So I quarantined away from them, so what I did, we only have one restroom, uh-huh. and you know, the house isn't that big. Yeah. We have a bed, we have three beds, so it worked out perfectly as far as the sleep arrangements, and I had my designated chair in the living room, um. so I could sit... Um, six feet away from them mm-hmm. and keep my mask on in all common areas. So I wore my mask in the kitchen, the bathroom, and anytime I wasn't in the bedroom, my mask was on. And then I stayed six feet away from them. Mm-hmm. That's what they recommended to me. They actually don't even get me started. They didn't seem like they cared, but exactly. I cared. Right after you tested positive, like right after we got a quarantine, that was like Christmas. Mm-hmm. It was like that week that we got out, you mm-hmm. know? Then at New Year's, another family member tested positive, And I just felt like, I don't even think the state called them I know. the way they called you. They called Aubrey, they called me, they called Jaden, everybody, and told us to quarantine. When this other family member tested positive, they didn't even call her to see who she'd been around. That is insane. And you have to get the call from the state to get paid for your job. Yep. That is just so messed up. And it, no wonder the cases are so high. Oh, yeah. If you can't miss work, if you can't get paid, mm-hmm. if I test do? positive and they say, yeah, go ahead and sleep in the same bed as your husband, I don't agree with that. No. I know everybody's different, and I'm not sure, honestly, that I would even recommend doing what I did because I'm not even a person that likes physical touch, yeah. but it really, it really messed with my mind. But it if you think really about did. it, if you're sleeping in the same bed as him every night, you are in quarantine for two weeks after your quarantine. Exactly. Because the last day he slept in your bed that you were positive, Mm -hmm. you could have gave it to him. And the thing is, I was really sick. Like, I wouldn't... They never stepped foot in this bedroom. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm crazy. So every single night and morning, we bleached all the doorknobs, all the light bulbs, bleached the bathroom. I mean, any common area was bleached (laughs) and I couldn't smell. So they were like, open a window, like, (laughs) Aubrey. Uh But... It's life and death to me, you know, and the the fact that I was fortunate enough to get a mild case. What are the odds of all of us getting a mild case? True. It's not. Everybody's immune system handles it differently. And even if they would have had a mild case, I I can't handle that knowing that I had it and I gave it to them. Like it it wasn't worth a tiny itty bitty you go in the bathroom after me risk. Not happening. Not happening. So and thinking about you giving it to him that last day. And even if you happen yes. to have another mild case, is he going to go back to work the next day mm-hmm. and then expose all those people he mm-hmm. works with? They're going to go expose their families. Yep. And Emma being in the military, you know, she fought, had to fight for it, but they gave her the 14 days she needed so mm-hmm. she wouldn't have to get on an airplane and take it home to her wife. But if she got it that last day and then she got on the airplane, you know, she's exposing everyone on the airplane. She's taking it home to her family. Like, no, not worth it. After I got over that hump of feeling really bad, I felt better. But I wouldn't say that I was not normal for three weeks. Mm -hmm. Like, it was the three-week mark, and I was like, wow, I finally made it through the day without a nap. Dang. I mean, I was going to work in the morning, coming home, taking an hour nap on my lunch, and trying to get through the afternoon. Wow. And being in bed by 8.30. Mm -hmm. It was brutal on just And if you know Aubrey, she is literally, like, one of the most energetic people I know. Oh, yeah. She can wake up early in the morning and stay up all night with me. Yeah, I I don't sleep until 1, and we go to sleep at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) I I do not take a nap. I definitely would never nap in the middle of the day in my jeans. Like, (laughs) that's... Oh, my gosh, in your jeans? Yeah, because, like, by the time I, you know, I, I have this window and it's like do you want to eat or do you want to nap and I had been gone from work for so long that it was you know I needed to be at work Mm -hmm. and I was cleared to be at work as far as COVID was concerned don't get me wrong but mentally and physically it was like being catapulted back into the planet and it was it was brutal Mm -hmm. it was really rough so we have some serious problems in the world this needs to be over I I can't wait to get a vaccine me Um, too I read 
or I heard online that a lot of people are getting the vaccine and that the number of cases is going down every day. Okay. The number of positive cases, but the number of deaths isn't yet, you know? So the people who get it are still dying and it's still really serious. Also, like, the number of cases goes down because states lock down. Yes. And they're all opening back up because they're like, oh, the cases are going down. Um, they're going to go right back up. I know. Not enough people have the vaccine for it to matter. And especially where we live, not enough people are going to get it that I will ever personally feel safe. No, I mean, I mean we pulled up to the Applebee's and I know we talked about this, but it is just mind blowing to see that they've lifted the rules completely. Yeah. So no social distancing and full capacity and they're open late. I don't give a fuck how late you want to stay open. I think that's a weird rule anyways, but... When I tell you shoulder to shoulder, people are in that little waiting room piled up on top of each other. It's crazy. Put no t- masks. Nope. Nobody here was a mask. If you go to Walmart, you're shocked if you see two people wearing a mask. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is, it's sad. And you're waiting outside in a line to eat at Applebee's. <laughs> Come on. I mean, obviously for us, it wasn't even a question whether or not we were going to go inside there because there's no way in hell. Yeah. That just, it was just scream COVID. But and you would have wore a mask if you did, oh, but you still didn't. But there are that many people who are that unafraid of it that they're not they wearing a mask. They don't care at all. No. People here act like it doesn't exist. They are, I mean, I get that we're all ready for it to be over, but it's not. And people are still dying. Mm-hmm. And how do we expect it to ever be over if we're not taking the minimal precautions minimal. of wearing a mask and social distancing? Mm-hmm. That is literally the minimum. Yeah, we should be staying in our houses. Bars shouldn't be open. No, bars are open here. That is insane. Can you imagine going to a bar right <laughs> no. now? I would never. <laughs> and even seeing Applebee's that full, it made me think: like, has it ever been that full? Have I walked in there when it's looked like that? Like, I know it, it made me going think- back to normal is going to be so weird. It was really overwhelming to even see. Yeah, and just the thought of stepping in there, even if like in my mind I was like, okay, COVID's over. It will take a lot. Yeah. It will, I will really have to like ease myself back into mm-hmm. pre-COVID life if we ever get there because- I feel like you're just... a really logical like thinker and in your mind you're like, I'm probably not going to be able to do this. But for me, I'm like, I'm going to a concert the next day. Like, I just need to be out of this. People can touch me. I don't care. Spit on me for my care. I just want to go somewhere. I, I'm just so ready for it to be over. I'm sure once it comes down to it, it's going to be a lot harder than we- consider it being I think you know so too. and like are is everybody in that applebee's vaccinated probably i know <laughs> and what does that mean and can we still pass it to each other like i have a lot of questions as far as that's concerned that make me more anxious yeah there are a lot of questions that need to be answered and i don't know why they're not being and it, it's irrelevant here because even without the vaccine look at applebee's right now exactly and i just keep using that as an example because that's just the worst thing i've ever seen yeah but that is the case most places you go here there are signs exactly. that we say, don't go anywhere so we don't see it mm-hmm. but it's happening even at walgreens and walmart and places that say like a mask is recommended nobody wears them they look at you like you're stupid because you are wearing I one know. like it's just like fucking i mean liberal. i see facebook pa- posts every day about like you idiots wear your masks. We went to the Christmas lights, which is outside. So we felt like it was safe. We wore our masks the entire time. Mm-hmm. And this lady walks past us. What did she say? I was like snuggled up to Colby. Like uh-huh. my arms are wrapped around him and you two were holding Who's your hands. husband who you sleep in the same bed with every yes. night. And we are like backing away from these people. We're social distancing as best as we can. And she says, look at those idiots snuggled up to each other and wearing their masks. And of course, my loud mouth, I turn around and I was like, it's for you, bitch. <laughs> I mean, thank God for you, because I didn't even hear her say it, but I, I would never say It was that. just ridiculous. Like, yeah, that's I'm annoying. wearing a mask to protect you when I have to cross paths with you. And you have the audacity to, for one, mind your own business. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't say, look at those idiots who aren't wearing a mask in the middle of a fucking pandemic. Yeah. But you have to make fun of me for snuggling up to the man I sleep next to at night. But it doesn't affect you at all. You not wearing a mask sure as hell affects me. Mm -hmm. But me wearing a mask does nothing to you. Like, why does it bother you so much? Also, even if you weren't doing it for that woman, you're doing it for your elderly granny that you see that you want to spend time with that Mm -hmm. matters to you. You don't want her to get sick. You don't want to get it and then give it to her. Like, there are so many reasons to wear a mask. And to call us an idiot like, yeah, you so are the one stupid. who doesn't have enough common sense to know that we rode in the car together 
So we obviously are not wearing masks for each other. Um, yeah, we live together. <laughs> <laughs> so why would you not assume it was for you and the people around? Like, you're Does not even smart enough to know what a mask is for. Even if it's for me, it's to protect me from you. Right. But, but I do want to protect you and every other person I see here who... But we're the idiots. Yeah. Well, you're a bitch, so mm-hmm. <laughs> mind your own business. Literally, but fuck you. Even whenever we went, uh, we went and ordered food. But we take our we took our food and we walked clear into the yeah. field to eat by ourselves. Obviously because obviously we had to take our masks off to and eat. And there were sh- they were shoulder to shoulder at all those those tables were too close together. I would in the never sit at place. those. No, we've really been cautious everywhere we've went and followed the minimum rules. Yeah. And I don't know why you would ever hear your healthcare provider, the people standing on the front lines, fighting for people's lives, say, please wear a mask and not just listen to them Mm -hmm. out of the sheer respect for the fact that they are the ones trying to make sure we can survive this. Exactly. Isn't that enough? Isn't their efforts enough? Isn't their cries for help enough? And for some reason, you just assume they're lying. Mm. What kind of sense does that make? Why would they want us to wear masks? for any other reason than to protect each other. Like, it no. just doesn't make any sense. Why would they care about a political statement at all? How could it be political when it's the people you would go to if you have cancer or need a surgery? Yeah. Like, are those not the most educated people you know? Mm-hmm. They are for me. Yeah. I mean, they could crack your skull you open. You trust them with your life, yes. literally. So why would we not do something as simple as wear a mask because they said it's the best thing that we can do? Yeah. I don't care if it helps 0.01%. Why not do it? Exactly. Why not? It's just And you don't want to do anything. You mm-hmm. don't even... At this point, they don't even believe in COVID. No. They don't want to quarantine when no. I call them and say, excuse me, I've been next to you and I <laughs> tested positive. Yeah. You know? They're like, oh, whatever. You don't have COVID. <laughs> do you want to see my results? It, it, that's, that's the worst part. You know, like, yeah. I'm deathly ill. I, I can't do this. I, it's really frustrating and to see. To know, especially to see the people you actually know in your life, like, not take it seriously. It's just... It's one thing when, you know, they can make every excuse they want to, but when there's actually a positive case yeah. and you know that for a fact and you still see that going on, it's it's heartbreaking, mm-hmm. honestly, because you... And it's like, what if you would have been sick? Would they have cared then? Would they have taken it seriously then? Mm-hmm. What is that I, what it takes? What if I would have been 80 instead of 22? Yeah. Of course I would have been really, really, really sick. And if I wouldn't have worn a mask all weekend, you would have been sick too. Well, we got off the plane. So when we went to our older family's house, we absolutely wore a mask. Yeah. I felt uncomfortable being there anyways. So we wore a mask and it makes you feel better, you know, about being yeah. made fun of about wearing it because I got COVID. And if yeah. I tested positive on Tuesday, I obviously carried it on Sunday, mm-hmm. you know, so... Thank God I was wearing a mask on Sunday or I would just, I would just be ashamed of myself. Exactly. And that's the thing too. I feel like a lot of people, they don't care if they get COVID. They're not worried about it, but you're not thinking about the pressure you're putting on the people who could be giving it to you. I don't want to make you sick. I don't want to be the reason that you die from COVID. I don't want that on my conscience. I don't want to feel that way. And just because I care about you, you believe that, oh, when it's my time, it's my time. Please don't make me live the rest of my life knowing that I decided that for exactly. you. Exactly. Please. And it, it might be your time and you might pass away or whatever. You are not the one living with it. And I'm glad you're comfortable with that. But this is preventable in my mind. Exactly. If it, it really I is. Stay six feet away from you. If I'm careful who I'm around and if I wear a mask, I can do my give you my best efforts to prove that I respect you as a person and I want you to stay healthy exactly. and I well. love and care about you. And I don't want to change that at my because I, I need to hang out with you. Mm-hmm. No, I don't. And one day hopefully this all will be over and I will be able to hug you and see you every day and because I will get the vaccine so I can do that exactly and I will not have given you COVID and you will be alive for that and I will be very relieved and happy (laughs) that you stayed well and healthy all of us you know Mm -hmm. even just the risk of you guys like I couldn't not handle it even if you were as sick as I was which was a mild case I would have been devastated yeah I don't want to think that I gave anybody a cough yeah. or a cold. I didn't have a cough at all. Mm-hmm. I did have shortness of breath, but how much of that is anxiety? True. I really struggled with that. I had somebody bring me a O2 monitor for my finger oh, yeah. because we went around the block and I didn't think I could make it back home. 
just because I couldn't catch my breath. Mm -hmm. And I know that was from COVID just because it was, it physically hurt my chest. It felt really bad. And I also was so tired that that was a lot of the reason. It felt like I had jogged three miles Mm -hmm. and I looped the corner. But the O2 monitor helped ease my anxiety because when you feel those short and shallow breaths, you think, do I need to go to the hospital? Like, am I about to die? Or am I just anxious and I always have those short and shallow breaths when I feel overwhelmed? Yeah. And my O2 stayed at 99 plus, so I know for sure most of that was my anxiety, but even just knowing that accelerates your anxiety. Yeah, exactly. When you already have it and then you test positive for COVID, you already think you're going to die every day and -hmm. then you get this deadly disease. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It is... It's and a lot. you're worried about everyone you love who you've been around getting it, and that's just a lot to go through. Even, like, you guys, don't you feel like you were, like, obsessing a little bit oh, over... Oh, for sure. Every day I woke up, I was like, today's the day. Like, mm-hmm. I, I know I have it. Like, I'm just waiting. Especially in those four days. Like, every one of those days, I was just waiting for yeah. one of you to be like, all right, like, I feel like hell. Mm-hmm. You know? And then you trigger those symptoms because... Exactly. You're so overwhelmed that you have fatigue, mm-hmm. and you're so overwhelmed that even whenever I get really stressed, like... A sore throat. I got a sore throat, and I was just like, this is it. Mm -hmm. I've got it. It's for sure, you know? Mm -hmm. Honestly, I was kind of surprised when it was negative because you just convince yourself that you have it. Yeah. And we were doing that anyways, just, you know, being in the middle of a pandemic. But knowing for a fact you've been exposed is just completely different, completely different ballgame. And and knowing it's in your home, like, it took everything in me to allow anybody back in here. But Mm -hmm. I'm a clean freaking eye. I really... Yeah, like, I would never wish that upon you, but I think you were definitely the best person to get it because I, I think you handled it better than most people do. Thank you. <laughs> even just <laughs> staying the fuck away from everybody I yeah, care about. Exactly. Like, really? And even the fact that you let them know. How many people don't True. even tell the people around them? Which and the me. fact that you surround yourself with people who are responsible enough to quarantine That well. was a really big relief for me, too, is that I knew for a fact that you guys weren't going to the bar this weekend. Yeah. Like, we were all on lockdown. The worst part about that is, like, can somebody bring me Dr. Pepper? I know. We were really lucky that Colby's mom came through with the groceries and Dr. Pepper and yeah. he has a friend that did, too. But I am not the kind of person that says, yeah, like, if somebody offers you something, yes. I'm like, no, thank you, because I know I can get it on my own. <laughs> but this was the time that I bring it. Please. And immediately. Yeah, same. Because... We had a lot of family members help us, which was really helpful i mean i don't know what we would have done we've had to at least go grocery shopping yes we re- what would we have done without groceries for 14 days and i mean we're talking eating dinner but i mean snacks yeah we did uh watch a lot of movies we mm-hmm. had we since it was the three of us we were trying to find something in common with us and we would facetime emma's wife and all watch movies and we watched some really good movies what'd y'all watch Um, We watched mostly TV shows. We watched 60 Days In, which is like people who go into prison pretending to be like an inmate. It was interesting. Yeah, a lot of reality TV. I've been watching a lot lot of reality TV lately. I just finished Married at First Sight. It was amazing. Yeah, really good. We watched a lot of like action movies, which normally I would never watch an Uh action movie, but they were all really good. Mm -hmm. Like it was a good change of pace. And the first quarantine that we had whenever we just lost our jobs and we weren't sick, we were just we were on lockdown, Yes, was more of, like, my spiritual, like, find myself time. Yeah. And this quarantine was more, like, okay, let's just stay alive. Like, like okay. it was more of survival mode, so it felt less um, relaxing, but I was really relieved that Colby got the time off work he needed and that Emma was able to be here because that made it at least fun. Uh-huh. You know, it wasn't like, this is the worst thing that's ever happened to me because my I had 14 days locked in a house with my little sister, like, we're back to... <laughs> the summers we used to spend at home when we were little kids and uh-huh. it was exactly like that she kept saying like you're so lucky i can't touch you because i want to beat your ass right now <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> i want to wrestle you and it was it was really funny like we yeah. i think we absolutely made the best of it and you know they exercised i physically could not <laughs> <laughs> yeah i definitely didn't we put our mattress in the living room i love that so i, I walked from the mattress to the bathroom and then back to the mattress. so did y'all sleep in the living room yep all night Mm-hmm. Oh, it's like a sleepover every night. It was. It was That's so fun. I just wanted to have a sleepover one night, and then Jaden was like, "I'm not putting that back." No. <laughs> but why would you? Back to normal. Yeah. At that point, like, and then we also the put fun. a second TV in the living room so we could watch TV and play video games. Like, <laughs> we just had a whole setup. That's awesome. So many snacks. It makes you like really slow down and appreciate life in that it way. Like, really did. 
it made me more happy than a lot of things have, like having a lot of quality time together. It was at a certain point, it's like, can I go outside now? Like, yeah. it's too much, but it's nice to do that every once in a while. And knowing that you can do that for the weekend, like what's stopping yeah. us from pulling the mattress into the living room? Nothing. Mm-hmm. And it won't won't feel like we're in quarantine, but just that time of relaxing and not worrying about anything. There's nowhere to be. That's yeah, the one uh-huh. thing about being in quarantine. There is no one needs you. You don't even have to answer your phone because you can't go anywhere. Yep. It is very confining to that fact that you can't even get in your car and go through a drive through I know. And I couldn't even ride around in the car. Yeah. Because we did. We didn't go through any drive throughs but we would just drive around, just the two of us, because why not? Get yeah, to see air. the world. Absolutely. Windows are up. You're not getting out. You're not running, no. going through a drive through so not breaking any rules but i couldn't ride in the car because i can't ride with them because like, yeah. i can't even six feet it makes you appreciate just the little things in life and realize how much germs and just covid really affects things mm-hmm. i struggled a little bit with feeling like a germ kind of uh-huh. you know especially when it was over yeah i was like oh you can touch me again and i can be around you again it made me feel like being around people I was making them sick. Yeah. Or it was a risk. Mm -hmm. You know, especially like hugging my granny. I know. Give me another 14 (laughs) days. It's so scary. It's so scary. Because I did wash all my clothes. Everything I washed. But even if it was in my hair, if it was in my clothes, you know, everything had to be washed. And in my mind, every tiny drop of COVID had to die in my house before I was free. Yeah. I killed it with my bleach spray. (laughs) (laughs) And that would have been... All of December, basically, because we, I don't think you guys even came over oh, yeah. for several, yeah. several weeks after that. So obviously that. we couldn't record or do any of that. Yeah. We were in quarantine for 14 days and then that put us at Christmas, which Christmas was weird because yeah. it was pretty much canceled. It was a lot. Yeah. And then, no, we had New Year's. Yeah. And you guys came over here for yeah. New Year's. So that would have been the first time. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. That means that we hadn't really all hung out for a month. Like a month and a half, nearly. Oh, I guess it was December 1st. Yeah, and we had only seen each other one day because you had been gone for your vacation. And then that's also why we couldn't record. It just really felt right to wait after the new year. Yeah, and we were like, we'll do it after the new year. Mm -hmm. And then after you've gone so long, it's just like, what's another week? What's another week? And then ever since the new year, it feels like life has just been so busy. I think so, too. I feel like I've been working a lot and... And you kind of have to make up for the lost time of, like, being in quarantine, especially with doing hair because, you know, you put all these people off and then you got to go back to work and it basically feels like hitting the ground running. Like, (laughs) it's crazy. And, like, all of the, like, mental health things about going back. For sure. Mm -hmm. And that on top of coming up with enjoying your hobbies and enjoying things. Exactly. It doesn't doesn't feel as freeing to do a podcast when you're trying to survive in the real world. A lot of what we talk about, it feels like, help like we're trying to help people or give advice and it's like when you're struggling it feels silly to give somebody else advice and you're like what do I even talk about you know that's really true and that's something that I'm really thankful that we're on the same page about because if one of us were like yeah let's do this like yeah we equally and we know each other well enough that we need to ease back into life and you know take one thing at a time and it takes the fun out of it for both of us yeah and if it isn't fun why would we do it exactly and Right now, we're in a great place, and we've, you know, kind of settled back into normal, but I agree with that. When you're struggling, it's it's not fun. It yeah. Doesn't, it doesn't feel... Even things you like to do, even getting on Instagram feels like, I want to do that today, but, like, do I feel like it, you know? 100%. I think that's something a lot of people could relate to as well. I'm glad we don't just, you know, force it and try to do it anyways, because I don't want it to take away from how fun exactly and all of the good stuff we have done if we're forcing it it's not going to be as good as it was Mm. before no and like you said after you've already skipped five weeks what's two more (laughs) three more you know i'd rather give wait three more and do a great podcast but yeah for sure it was a good break i'm really excited to be back though and we're excited to kind of go back to some of our older topics right is what we talked about and elaborate a little bit more maybe do like a part two basically yeah we really want to like improve with every episode and i feel like we've done that since the beginning but i feel like those first what was it 10 or 12 episodes we did feels like a really good like okay we know what we're doing so how can we 
do better. Exactly. Yeah. Make it more of a podcast or more of a whatever conversation. And I really liked what you said earlier. You said, we have, like, the passion. Yeah. We know what we want to talk about, and we know that we feel really compelled to talk about it. Like, Mm -hmm. it's definitely on our heart, so how do we execute that and do it well? Exactly. And I think that's kind of where we're at, and we have a lot of really exciting things to talk about, so I'm, I'm ready. I'm thrilled. Me too. And starting back with an episode like this also feels really comfortable and easy because we're literally just talking about what mm-hmm. our life's been like. It's not like anything super serious. Whatever we do next week, it'll yeah. be back to normal. Oh, so. well. I'm excited. Me I too, I thrive off of routine. I love like mm-hmm. knowing what's coming this weekend and you know preparing for it. So I'm excited to get back into some sort of routine of life. Yeah. It, it feels like nothing's been normal since mm-hmm. quarantine. It doesn't feel like any of my routines have been the same. So. I'm ready for some normalcy, for sure. I hate routine, but I feel like it's it's good for me. It's like I want to roll my eyes at the thought of, like, going to work every day or, like, waking up in the morning. But mm-hmm. it's like, obviously, you have to and you have to and have it's something healthy. to live for. Yeah. <laughs> it's healthy. And getting there and doing it, that's what they say about yoga. I started a 30-day yoga challenge. Oh, well, you made it here. That's yeah. all that matters. And once you get there and you get into it, it feels a lot. For sure. The fun happens. But getting there is never, it's not yes. fun. Yes. I read something that said it takes five seconds to talk yourself out of something. So if you don't give yourself that five seconds, if you just get up and do it, mm-hmm. you're not going to talk yourself out of it. You don't give yourself the chance. And I've really been living by that. I like If that. I need to clean, I get up and do it. I do not sit there and think, oh, I need to go do the dishes. No. Just get up and do them because you won't do them. No. And then it does feel like a looming Yes. I have to do this. Just say one, two, three, go. And like get out of bed (laughs) on go. It's kind of the same thing. Mm -hmm. And it, it, it's the most annoying thing. Yeah. But it works. And if you know for a fact you have to get up. Yeah. And you can't get up. I'm just like, okay, one, two, three, go and get up. (laughs) Uh (laughs) Setting that goal for yourself to just do it. Just do it. And it's going to be horrible. We can all admit that. Yeah. And once it's done, it's, it's done. Uh But the fun stuff. Once you get there, it, you'll actually be able to enjoy it once you just exactly. do it. Exactly. And yeah. it's it's shitty to let the hard stuff interfere with the fun stuff. Like I said, it's like, mm-hmm. why are you letting it feel like that? If you like to get on Instagram, if you like to play on your phone, you like to play video games, watch TV, whatever, you should allow yourself that joy, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's something that I like. This is something I like to do, you know? Yeah. So why wouldn't we do it? Definitely. And you can let the pressure of getting there ruin the fun for you exactly you really can this is kind of behind the scenes stuff but like we're talking about preparing for the episodes in a different direction and i Mm -hmm. feel like for me that is going to help with that because it's not going to feel like a chore every week it's going to feel more like just coming and talking which is what we started out saying it was going to be you know that's very true when we say the magic that's what we mean exactly our ability to conversate and really get to the deeper root of all things yeah that's what our th- friendship in general thrives off of. So mm-hmm. we're good at it. I think so. <laughs> Especially when we like get there, you know? Yeah, seriously. Give me a joint. <laughs> <laughs> so we had Friendsgiving, COVID, quarantine. New Year's. New Year's. Which was- We skipped Christmas because it was canceled because of COVID. <laughs> and then the inauguration. Yeah. New Year's, I will say, we did just have, like, a four-person yep, get-together. My birthday is in a couple weeks. That's exactly what we're going to do until this shit is over. But we're going to have a theme, and we're going to dress so cute. Yes. It doesn't matter I'm if we so leave the excited. house or not. We're going to pretend we're at the bar. <laughs> <laughs> I wish we could go to the bar so bad. That I'll... is what's so frustrating. I feel like people would assume that the people who aren't going out don't want to. That is <sighs> not true at all. No. I want to go out so fucking bad. And we can absolutely agree that it makes it so much worse that we believe in COVID and we want to follow the protocol. So we personally do not go to the bar. Yeah. Knowing for that the bars are open and that the bars are full of people mm-hmm. is terrible. It feels so defeating because it's like, what am I doing? Yeah. Why am I not going out? Why am I not doing this shit? Why when, do I care if nobody else does? Yep. And they don't. They and literally it's, don't. It's such a slap in the face to us that I cannot imagine how the nurses and doctors yes. feel like. Can you the imagine? The hospital is full. Yep. And people go to the bar every week. They're watching people die alone mm-hmm. because of a terrible disease in the middle of a pandemic. And people are shoulder to shoulder at Applebee's, uh, shaking their ass at drillers. <laughs> what did you say they had? A, a winter wonderland yes. white party at for New Year's? Are you fucking kidding me? 
At what point are we risking our lives for sticky floors and microwave wings? <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Grow up. Mm-hmm. Go through Sonic. They have microwave wings too. <laughs> Get them to go. Yeah. And shake your ass at your own home. I guess so. It's been a year. Have we not learned that that is just, that's just what we're doing right now. Yes. That's what we're doing for your birthday. Exactly. I can't wait. No. Me and Jaden already started making a playlist Hell and yeah. I will be shaking my ass in my own living room. And we will, we can decorate my living room way cuter than we can. Yes. The bar. I don't care. I'll pretend to be the bartender. Line up. <laughs> <laughs> we always have fun. I mean. Yeah, we do. And we say that more than anybody. Like fun is who you're around. Fun exactly. is what you make it. So why do you have to risk your and everybody around you's life to go to the bar? Exactly. You don't. If you can't have fun, not at the bar, you're probably a boring person. Probably. Maybe you have a bigger boss. <laughs> Although, I fuck with the bar. And I can I fucking wait. love the bar. I want to go so bad. Don't get me wrong. If I had the vaccine, if enough people had the vaccine, the I'd be in Dallas was right over. now. Then I would I not would... be in my own living room. No. We would be airbnb and up, and yeah. we're not, but the day will come. I'm I'm confident. I have to be your else. Oh, <laughs> what I, a tweet I did retweet the Maybe other day. Maybe by said, your birthday. My birthday last year was the first time we I went know. to dinner. I know. We went to dinner. We sat down and we ate dinner in a public place, and we were like, "This is so fucking weird." That Colby's was his birthday ago. last year, which his birthday's in March. Was the last time we ever went to the bar. I'm crying for us. <laughs> I'm so I'm sad. With the tweet that I retweeted said. I will never forgive COVID for stealing one of my hot years. Literally. Never. 22? 22 is my best year. How dare you? I could. And I would like to say we had a fucking glow oh, up. Oh, for sure. You should see my closet right now. The fact that none of those clothes have seen the bar, Haley's that is a shame. Hair is pink. Uh-huh. We just cut me a shag. We have plenty of places to go. And no, we can't. This is sad. Yeah. Imagine how I would look in Dallas. I mean, I'm saying. I just can't imagine. <laughs> And I think we've done the best job of, like, embracing that anyway. So I'd still call it a hot year, nonetheless. Oh, for sure. We were robbed. And that just gives us all the more reason to have another hot year. I I wish I could say this year, but it's already... We're going to be fucking 24. We're still in COVID. Yeah, we're going to be 24. (laughs) Don't say that. Gross. We're supposed to go out from 21 to 24 so we can have kids at 24 but we can't go out until we're 24 so kids are off the table right now that's yeah. even better maybe when we're 30 i found my birthday card it has a dachshund on it so it's on my fridge yeah it's been on my fridge but i read it the other day and it literally says uh it's for my 21st birthday you gave mm-hmm. me and it says here's to being drunk for a whole year and i'm reading that about to turn 23 and i'm like i think i've been drunk ever since <laughs> Two years straight. Yeah, okay, but we didn't expect awesome. COVID. No. But I'm proud of us because in that card, we're like, 21's going to be so fun. And we've had a fucking blast ever since oh, that day. Yeah. I would say 22 was 10 times better than 21. 22. I will never forget 22 even yeah. in COVID. I'm not even sure I would have had, well, I know I wouldn't have had that much growth That's without true. it. That's true. And I don't but, think the glow up would have been as great. Yes, but we could have had those three months of quarantine mm-hmm. and then gone out bad bitches, but we did not. It's a year luxury. later <laughs> because you know. no one would stay inside their fucking houses exactly. when we were in our house for three months. But anyways, you know, we can't go back now. Yeah. And we did. We made the best of it. For sure. But we're going to cry about it forever. If I don't get out of my bed on my 24th birthday, 24th. 24. Yeah. Oh, gag. 23, I'm, I'm, you know, it's okay. I've accepted it, but 24 and 25, Mm-mm. that is your mid-20s. We no, are closer you. to 30 than we are to 21. Not right now. No, when you're 25. Yes, when you're 25. 23. I'm not accepting that for it's myself. It's closer to 25 than it is to 20. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, I used to make fun of people who, like, you know, were really sad on, like, their older birthdays, mm-hmm. but I feel you. Mm-hmm. Okay, but you didn't have COVID, bitch. Look at us. We can't even leave our fucking house. Oh, I was 22. like, we had COVID. <laughs> no, the people complaining years ago, you yeah, know? True. Very true. Yeah. And just like you said, it just feels like a pause year. Like we didn't really have it. So, so. can I be 22 again? <laughs> Seriously. That would be fair. I think so. That would be the fairest Let's of all. Let's just put 22 on the candles. Okay. I'm, I'm down. <laughs> if we just said we were 22, who would know the fucking True. Difference? We look 16, so we could technically well, say we're 21. Mm-hmm. We still get carded. Like Definitely. And we're still at that age where you hand them your license and they say, oh, you're a newbie. Okay, so when does that end? Like, I've been 21 for three years now, but. (laughs) 
It's only been one. <laughs> Two Every, now the years change. Because before it was 98. We were born in 98. So they always said that. Yeah. Regardless of the fact that we were 21 for a year, basically. We made the best of it. Yeah, we definitely did. And we still are. Mm-hmm. But we miss you. Life yeah. before COVID. Mm-hmm. And we're way cuter now. So I know. too bad we wasted those years in the bar. I yeah. Those outfits were a shame. <laughs> it's sad to look back. We have full on made fun of ourselves and it's okay. It, it is. We did the best we could. And I think for the time, you know. Twenty mm-hmm. twenty was just a glow up for the world. I, I feel like so. fashion has changed, which is crazy because we didn't leave our houses. So nope. then why wouldn't every time you leave the house, you look bad as fuck? Why exactly. wouldn't you be in your best outfit? That's night? how I live now. Mm-hmm. Even if I'm going to go to Applebee's with a mask on, mm-hmm. I'm going to look super cute. Definitely. Because I have nowhere else to go. So I might as well look <laughs> as cute as I yeah. possibly can. And I have my so many cute outfits. Social distance dinner. Hopefully fashion's still the same. I'm like, how am I get out of this? <laughs> I don't care how old I am, I'm being cute. Oh, for sure. I think 30 is the new 20. Every year that passes, it just feels like, oh, it's time to be more serious. And I feel less serious than I have ever felt. That is the craziest part. It's like two years ago, I would have been like, I'm ready to have a kid. And now I'm like, hmm, thank God I did not. I know. That girl would have ruined my life if she got pregnant. Uh Uh-huh. And then my kid's life. Like, it would have been really bad for me. I, Yeah. I was full on ready, I, but also even just picturing my outfits and how I acted. Like, did I think it was so cool to act like I was 35? <laughs> I mean, jeez. I know. Take a deep breath, bitch. Have some fun. What the hell is wrong with yeah. me? I, that's the weed, honestly. Because oh, I yeah. just, I had never had an ounce of fun. I had to stick up my ass, seriously. <laughs> there was no Aww. one more serious. And that lived life less. That, that's a shame. I, I think I've learned a lot from that, and I feel like that's why I just care so much less now and I'm so much more willing to have fun and try new things because yeah I feel like that is a big part of having anxiety is like you always feel like you're the fucking boring friend Mm -hmm. and like you're the one that gets left behind because you're too scared to do whatever everyone else is doing mess isn't that the true (laughs) truth yeah (laughs) just kidding but But, yeah you know the thing, it felt like that to me. It any, really did. Any risk I took, I, I thought would be the end of my life or the end of the world. So I never took a risk. Had any fun when everybody else was. And that stinks. That was who I was. So that's yeah. not anything I probably would have changed if I could. But with maturity and realizing that we're in the middle of a pandemic, nothing matters. Like exactly. The only thing that matters is being safe and not... You're trying to survive right now. That's yeah. what we're trying to do. And, and seeing the truth about the world in the sense of weed isn't bad and getting drunk isn't bad and that doesn't make you a bad person and we don't have kids we don't have those kind of responsibilities that we have to worry about you know no and i don't think that i'm in the mental state to jump into it either so why wouldn't i ride this out and just enjoy these glow up years my hot years Mm -hmm. i'm trying to enjoy them even also with everything going on in the last year too with the presidential election and the really big things yeah the inauguration was a really big deal, and I'm so glad that that's done and went safely. And Me too. I was really worried watching it, especially after the Capitol riots. Which oh, because the riot the came first. Yeah. January 6th. Yeah. And I say that because, to me, that day is as ingrained in my mind as any other terrorist attack. And mm-hmm. I mean, that whole situation was so scary to me. Like, the fact that... Our president at the time was basically insinuating all of these horrible things and making people believe that the election was stolen. It felt like it could have been another civil war or it could have been like, I don't even know. When the most powerful man in the world doesn't denounce a terrorist attack, doesn't say like, this is the worst thing that's ever happened to our country. It insinuated makes, it himself. He kind of put it on, you know? And it kind of confirms every fear we had all along for the past four years. Yeah. It absolutely... Especially for the last three months since Joe Biden won the election. Mm-hmm. If you really seriously do your own personal research and compare the force and vocabulary that the President of the United States used for that situation... Yeah. Compared to the Black Lives Matter protests? Yes! And we're talking about a protest... Because someone was murdered. 
exactly. police brutality versus By the people that are supposed to protect and serve like definitely. literally okay. that is that's a good cause that is a, a real real protest exactly. for a real cause versus an actual terrorist attack and they were treated like flip it yeah the black lives matter movement protest the force he used and the mm-hmm. vocabulary he the used the force the police used on those people the tear gassing the shooting it's crazy come on and the way that they reacted to it compared to how they just shrugged their shoulders when the Capitol was being stormed the because Capitol? they didn't like the result of the election. Exactly. I'm almost speechless. Honestly, it's like, can you, those people are horrible, but if their leader, the person they look up to is telling them that the election was stolen, that this is all fraud, wouldn't you do the same thing if you truly believed that? I mean, he was really... He manipulated those people, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But I am really shocked because I saw a post and it it really makes you think, like, Republicans, if they stand for anything, it's their patriotism. Government, and their, exactly. Yes, their, um, their love for the country and you don't fuck with our flag or our United States exactly. or we lock you up and throw away the key. Yes. Okay, if that's your philosophy... And I, we've seen that play out throughout our entire lives. Just they really take the flag seriously and in everything that it stands for, sure. for them personally. Uh, those people broke into your capital, trash your actual like monuments, things mm-hmm. that cost money, things that hold value to them. Exactly. It is an, a direct attack on that, mm-hmm. on your patriotism, on your capital. And nothing? Seriously? I mean, I, I couldn't, I, I can't believe that there wasn't even a more reaction from them just in the fact that if that would have been a group of liberals fighting for Biden's Well, the, one, the, the Republicans that weren't there believe it was. They believe it was Antifa. And the ones who were there believe they're fucking rioting for whatever. Trump lost the election, but they can't even admit that it was their own people there doing it, you know? It just blows my mind because who gives a fuck who it was? Like, it, it happened and that's the problem. I, I don't understand. I don't know how you could deny that it wasn't Trump supporters. I mean, they're oh, all grief. wearing MAGA gear. And... Oh, good grief. And why wouldn't we have grabbed all those people and every single person involved and got down to the very root of the details? Why wouldn't we know exactly what it was? That's true. Why wouldn't we have the facts? And shouldn't they be saying the thing, same thing if they really, truly believe it was Antifa or some other yeah. organization that they don't like? Let's seriously get to the bottom of it, figure out, because either way, they're terrorists. I don't, I don't yeah. care. They're terrorists and, and absolutely terrifying. Yeah, for sure. So, and that so is what made the inauguration so scary because it's like, after that, what can we expect? Honestly, though, it's kind of, it's not good that that happened, but I feel like because of that happening, they had so much security in D.C. that day, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. I, even the plane, you couldn't even fly to D.C. without, like, being checked. Awesome. Yeah. And that's a big relief, but the fact that you have to watch the inauguration hoping that nothing bad happens to I anyone know. there because of a previous storm on the cap- the capital, come on. Like, what? what is this world that we're living in? Like, And I think so much of that Trump is responsible for. He's, oh, 100%. I think, yeah. So it's such a relief that he's gone and Biden was inaugurated. And thank God Twitter banned him. Like, oh, can you imagine what would have happened if they wouldn't have? Wasn't that hilarious? There are so many tweets that were like, imagine thinking Twitter, social media is a right, but healthcare isn't. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> imagine thinking he's owed Twitter that Twitter can't say at this point you are contributing to the problem yeah Yeah. so if we let you tweet there could potentially be another riot more people could die another terrorist attack i mean wouldn't you expect them to do that if it was north korea you Mm -hmm. know you would yes and we would have thought that was back with full force for sure no for a fact we would and i the military would have been there a lot sooner than they were just like he threatened to bring out the military when it came to the people rioting in the streets for the black lives matter movement he had no problem throwing that out there Mm -hmm. and threatening that the first day calling the name calling them and then the names he used to describe the proud boys who stormed the capitol are you like you cannot tell me that there was not a racist running this country Period. I know. Period. If you do, <laughs> you're a racist. I've seen so many posts trying pictures of him with black men saying the media wants to call him racist. How can you say he's not racist? I mean, it's it's unbelievable to me that that is an argument. At this point, y'all should just admit that you're all racist. Yep. Like, they want to say racism doesn't exist. Um, sweetie, look in the mirror. You are the problem. The fact that you 
think Trump is okay and the things he said about Black Lives Matter protesters are okay, that is racism. Like, I just, you couldn't put it in more black and white for them and they just want to ignore it they want to act like it's not happening they don't they don't want to look in the mirror no and it's because nobody wants to admit that they have a lesser hand than anyone else like Mm -hmm. you just can't i can admit that i'm privileged yeah obviously we're white obviously we have privilege like why can't other white people see that yeah it's sad because that's what it would take to end racism yeah, that's li- I mean, that's all it would take is for just every white person to be like, oh fuck, like it's been really bad for this long. Exactly. We need to turn the page. We need to we say we were the problem for years, even if it wasn't you directly. It it was your, your great grandma. Yes. I mean, and unfortunately, you carry that weight. Yes. You carry that weight. It is your responsibility to look in the mirror and to say, wow, I'm not going to tolerate uh, even other white people acting that way around me. I'm not going to condone their behavior. I'm not going to accept it. I'm not going to allow these systems that have been in place to put black people down to keep going. No. I mean, it is literally systemic racism. It starts from... And apparently around here, it's more than that because we have actual for Trump sure. supporters and people who are willing to fight for what we're having this conversation about. Like, if you can seriously look at that situation and tell me anything other than that, come yeah. on. And it's unbelievable to me that, like, Martin Luther King, that movement was in the 60s, I believe? It was not that long ago. Yeah. It was in our grandparents' lives. Mm-hmm. And you're going to say racism doesn't exist? Even those people who were alive during segregation, they would obviously hold some sort of racism still, you know? Like, mm-hmm. that that doesn't just go away within... And they raised people who raised people who raised exactly. people. Exactly. Like, no, we have a really big problem. And, the and only... living in the South, it is just so obvious. It is sad to see it daily. Mm-hmm. I mean, at this point, I can't even get on Facebook. I might as well oh delete gosh. it. Because everyone on there is racist. And Yep. I think we will see that at least the vocabulary change, but there are still so many people who think that Trump won that election that, you know, they they, yes. they have rights to it in some way. And that's really frustrating because Biden finally won, Trump's finally out, we're ready to move forward and turn the page, and then it's stolen. They can't even admit it. No. They they still think he's going to be inaugurated. So, March. <laughs> <Yep>. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's what's unfortunate is the way that Trump laid that ground, it opens the doors for people to be openly racist and for it to be accepted. And Mm -hmm. it's disturbing that not only are you going to be fighting systemic racism and the racism that's been, people have been raised with their entire life, but also the new Proud Boys who are allowed to run around Duncan with their Trump flag. I mean, are you kidding me? It boils my blood. Like it is disturbing that we tolerate that. I know. Why would we ever tolerate that kind of hate? the fact that Okay, it's tolerated in 2020, but it was normal in 2013. I mean, in our lifetimes, when we were in high school, boys had Confederate flags. That is never okay. That should have been... Illegal. Yeah. You should have been arrested. After the Civil War. Yes. And why would you even want to support the Confederates who lost the war defending racism? Which is horrible. The same way that Trump lost the fucking election. Yeah. Move on. Like, <laughs> Literally. It, like you said, they are so patriotic and they care about America. And it's like basically their whole personality is being an American citizen. <laughs> yeah. But then when somebody like Trump actually comes in and threatens the systems that our whole society has been based on for fucking Ever. how many years. Mm-hmm. Which we don't, don't agree care. with. They, they, they do agree it. with. Exactly. Yeah. Like that is crazy to me. Yeah. And... They're the ones who would fight for it, to fight to keep the systems in place, which we would fight against them. But why don't you care? I know. Why don't you care that the Capitol was stormed? Trump would be like the next fucking Hitler. But for some reason in their mind, they think Joe Biden, who, what the fuck has he done? He couldn't even manipulate us if he wanted to. We are, I would never listen to Joe Biden. He reads from a teleprompter. Exactly. (laughs) But you'll worship Trump. That is how Hitler came to power. It's not. the worship. Like we are thrilled that he's in office. We are thrilled that Trump is out of office. Exactly. Period. Let's move on and and we'll get there. I don't worship politicians. Get the pumpkin out. We have to get the racist out. We had to do what we had to do. We did. Yeah. We had no other choice, but the choice, the only choice was to get the racist out. Yeah, for sure. The man who was... And I think we obviously all accepted that, and that was obvious with the election, that I would say Joe Biden won 
hand over fist. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And if you think differently, uh, there's actually quite a bit of shows on Hulu. Uh And they have a lot of people from, that represent us and that are, that actually work in the Capitol and that worked with voting counting and things Mm -hmm. like that. Me and Colby watched a couple movies and they interviewed people. They showed you video clips. They actually had recordings of Trump and his phone calls with people. Yes. It was facts. Yes. You know, real facts that you can watch the show for yourself and you can make your own decision. And I don't think any human being with a brain could watch those movies and come to any conclusion other than Trump was trying to manipulate all yeah. of us. And that's just, that. that is a fact. Mm-hmm. If you watch those, I don't know how you could feel any differently. So even if you think we're full of shit... You should do your own research because it's all out there. Yeah, Plain as day. Plain as day. As far as the election's concerned, for sure. There's this boy that I really like on YouTube. I think he's quite a bit younger than us, honestly. But he he goes on, like, Omegle and, like, these chat websites. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he puts in things that are, like, very directly, like, Trump-related or whatever. Like, that kind of very conservative view related and uh he talks to these young boys who he says that he kind of fell into this pipeline on youtube where it's like you watch one conservative video and then they suggest you 20 and then you kind of fall into this depth of like these conspiracy theories and the election is fake and it's all of that QAnon stuff that you know i told you about and he goes on and he i feel like because he's also a young guy i feel like he's somebody that these little boys can actually listen to but it's Mm -hmm. so sad to see how many 10 to 14 year old boys fall into this trap on youtube of these conspiracy theories and believing that the government is lying to us and all these crazy things and he goes on there and he like gives them real facts things they can look up and tries to explain to them that he fell into the same thing and he realized what he was doing and you know, it's really That's awesome. Awesome to see. Yeah, I really yeah. like him. Because the only the only real way is for you to go out and do your own research. Exactly. And for you to decide that you're smarter than the media and the exactly. propaganda. And you can choose that for yourself. Yes. And even if you are a Republican, like you Yes, there you has... can fully still be a conservative person and still want to vote for conservative people if those are your beliefs. I may not agree with them, but that is your right as a person. But it, there has to be a line between reality. And non. And yes. No, I don't know a single person with any political view that would be excited about having the next Hitler. So let's exactly let's make sure that that doesn't happen by educating ourselves and you know fighting for just what's right. And yeah. you would never, surely, openly support a racist person. So no, stop doing not. it. At least do some research. I mean, yep. that is the bare minimum. And I'm not talking about that deep dive YouTube research. I'm talking about actual facts that you can find. You and don't that, have to get it from CNN or the news sources you don't like. You probably shouldn't. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I think they're biased. They and definitely are. They, they should have a source and you should you should be able to hear Trump's voice on a phone call. Exactly. For your own ears and depict what that means to you. You should be able to watch the full video of the voters counting the votes. I saw it with my Mm -hmm. own two eyes and I know exactly what happened. So you really have to do more research than just what the news tells you and what is posted on Instagram. But yeah, that's not hard to do. So if you believe anything other than the truth, it's really sad to see people fall into that shit, you know, especially people that I know are smarter than that. I know. It's really sad to see how many people are racist and, and not willing to accept that. That's that's the main, main, main factor here. That's exactly. the real root of the problem. And even if you don't think you're the kind of person that is racist, you sure. have black friends, you have black family, whatever. Even if you say racism doesn't exist, that is racist. Yep. If you deny the fact that you have privilege. Sy- systematic racism exists, exactly, you have privilege, you have white privilege. You are a part of the problem. Yes. I mean, you can do research to also see these facts that show you racism exists, that show you racism is in our society. It's ingrained in our society. And you'd be really surprised. It's really, really, really eye-opening. It is. If you don't feel some sort of compelled, like, responsibility to make a change in your own life, like, even change that behavior within yourself and say, like, oh, shit, like, me existing is part of the problem. And until I can look at that and say, wow, what can I do to make it easier? What can I do to help make the change? What can I do to be as least racist as possible that's what you need to fucking do yeah and that is the kind of change it would take i would also say it's worth noting that this is coming from somebody who i wouldn't say was racist but was conservative right and was a registered republican and you know even if that is just because you didn't nonetheless yeah you didn't do the research for yourself no once you did 
all of those things were obvious to you. Yes, absolutely. And if you are 18 to or 23, I mean, that is the perfect age where you should be doing your own research. Yes. Making your own opinions. You shouldn't listen to what your history teacher said. You shouldn't listen to what your dad says. You can do your own research and make those decisions for yourself. Yep. And regardless of what you are registered, you don't have to support things that you don't agree with. Exactly. Like we said, you can be conservative. You can have conservative beliefs. But that doesn't mean you should support somebody who is blatantly, openly racist. Yes. Or sexist or homophobic or anything, in my opinion. You don't have to conform to societal norms. Like, that's the bullshit. That's what we're trying to stop from happening the two-party system itself is a problem and i wish we didn't have to all fall into that but it's the way of the world right now and i think if more of us thought outside the box that is what's going to make a change in the world i agree and being able to say you're part of the problem and you're willing to admit that and do what you can to right the wrongs that you or your race or your gender has done yeah you need to work a little bit harder if you're a man because Men have been fucking over women for this whole time. Boo-hoo. I know. Yeah. You have white privilege if you're white. Boo-hoo. Wouldn't it be a whole lot worse to be black? And ancestors who were slaves and to be treated terribly your entire life because of the color of your skin you were born with, because of your sexual preference, because of your gender. Like, that's the bullshit. Mm -hmm. And if you can't see that and feel for those people and the situations that they were quite literally born into. Exactly. And know that maybe your gender, your race, your social class mm-hmm. had an effect negatively on those people like that's where your empathy should come in that's where yes. your humanity should kick in and you should be able to say fuck you've had it harder than me and i am sorry i think an easy way to make that realization is to ask yourself would i want to be another race <laughs> would i want to yep. be a woman yeah if you say no right off the bat which i know i would you know? Yep. I know that those people struggle struggle harder than I do. Mm-hmm. I know that the system is not built for them. Nope. That is when you realize you do have privilege. Yep. And you are part of and the problem. And once you get there and you start doing your own research, a lot of like Netflix shows and there are so many steps you can take to become more of a humanitarian and more empathetic to people who aren't in your shoes. Exactly. You know, really yes. hearing other people's stories, really hearing where they started in life and where you started. Yeah. And looking at, okay, how much of where I am is because of where I came from and not because of how hard I've worked. Yeah. You know, if we both started in the same place versus you start way back here just because of systemic racism or exactly. because of your sexuality. No, like it isn't fair. It isn't. It is honestly 100% up to the people who had a leg up. Exactly. Being white, being a man, being privileged in any way financially. And that we all need to play a part in getting rid of that. It's easy to be white and to say or to think to yourself, you would admit it out loud that, oh, I do have a leg up, but but I'm just going to take it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, sure. I'm just going to. Sure. To me, it's not even admitting that is what, where we're at with the people for around sure, us. For sure, for sure. And then having the, I pulled myself up by my bootstraps <laughs> and I got here. Did you, though? Maybe. Now, I know I know my dad did. I yeah. know white people who did. Okay, but even if you look at a white person who was lower class and a black person who was lower class, your dad had a better chance of getting the job than for the black sure. person. I oh, mean, sure. that is a fact. No doubt that, about it. You have to admit that to yourself. Yeah. You have to accept those things and you have to actively make a change because also you're a white person who had a leg up in society and now you're the one making the hirings yeah and you need to accept that i'm going to look at qualifications rather than race i'm not going to let these things that were ingrained in my brain growing up affect who i am as a person today yep and how i personally see the world because if you can't see your privilege How could you ever have empathy for somebody who doesn't have it? How could you ever say, wow, fuck, like, we were not dealt the same hand, and I had it better than you. It's as simple as saying, like, I could never judge you and your path, and I still think you are worthy and you deserve as good of a life as me. As white people, a lot of the white people I do know who are racist have an 
easier time doing that for other white people Mm -hmm. who had a leg down or who got addicted to drugs or whatever. Mm -hmm. So why can't you extend that to other races and say they did have a leg down in society? They did have it harder than I did. You know what I mean? Yes. I don't know why that wouldn't just be so simple, especially because so many of those people grew up when there was segregation and, exactly. you know, rules and law, like disturbing things Obvious in our society. Racism. Yes. Clear, blatant racism, things you can't even deny. Mm-mm. After slavery, after exactly. the Civil War, yes. after things were really bad and they were supposed to be cured. No, no. And it feels shitty that we can't do more yeah i mean i guess we can make this and we can talk about it but it's it's not even our story to tell and it's not even feels annoying you know i I, I don't want to be annoying i don't and it is something that we feel passionately about and we do care about Mm -hmm. just as people who care about other people yes you know i think of everyone as equal and i would like to convince other people to do the same yes no matter the race or the gender and if there was ever a black person who was telling their story, I would never in a million years take that away from them or Absolutely interrupt not. them or do anything other than give them my undivided attention because it is their story to tell. For you sure. Know? I can only speak from my point of view and what I can see. And what I can see is that we have some serious fucking work to do. Yeah. We as in white people. <laughs> yeah. I will listen to any black person who wants to tell their story, any other race you know what i mean Absolutely. it's not even only true black people it's, we're, we're it's speaking all racist on, you know black lives matter movement this year has been really predominant but there are any race who's not white but there are also a lot of white people who wouldn't it's it's sad it and that's all we're saying is listen to their stories give them a chance to tell you like you won't even acknowledge it nope you act like they don't exist or something or like nothing you've ever done has prohibited them from living their life to the fullest and we absolutely have yeah i hope everything we said was okay i hope it was i hope nobody gets offended or upset but this is truly how we feel and this is something we care about and that's what this podcast is is talking about things we care about yep shit that matters (laughs) literally shit that matters and it's unfortunate that it's going against society to say don't be fucking racist. Don't be homophobic. Don't be sexist. And it's sad Wear your that fucking mask. Where we live. <laughs> yeah. Where we live, especially. I mean, yeah. it is just. Why would that be controversial? Like, we are on a floating fucking rock. <laughs> Why would anybody matter more than another person? Yeah. Why would there be a hierarchy between genders? Why the fuck wouldn't you wear a mask in a pandemic? Well, I hope one person listens to this yes. and they kind of look in the mirror, maybe. Maybe we compelled you to do some research. Yeah. Watch at some the, Netflix at least, at the documentaries. Minimum. Think about how much privilege you've had in your life. And I know you've had hard times. Absolutely. Me too. Yeah. Life sucks yeah. all the time. It's kind of like, it's not pie. G- giving someone else an attaboy is not taken away from you. Exactly. You know, your story can be, still be your story, but you would want to have the compassion as a human being to say, your story exactly. sucks too. Like, you had it probably worse than me. Uh-huh. And if you're a woman, you're a white woman, and you're like, oh, women really do have it harder than men, then think about that outside of your own box. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's easy to get stuck on your own story and to see your point of view. When- Especially when it comes to feminism. We're feminism through and through. So, yes, you know, we we fight for women's rights. But what's that like to be a black woman? Exactly. Or a trans woman? Mm-hmm. Or a black trans woman? Like, if you're fighting for feminism, you're fighting for all women. And you should be able to hear all their stories. Absolutely. And see all of their points of view. It doesn't come down to just you and your struggle. And that doesn't take away from your struggle. No, no. obviously. Yeah. And that's exactly what we're saying is all women are treated differently than men and it's sad and it sucks but you should be able to extend that same courtesy to other people absolutely that's what's gonna make the world a better place for sure that's the only thing that is going to make the world a better place is empathy Mm -hmm. we all need a little more empathy yep we're looking forward to next week yeah i think that's where we're gonna end it so thanks for listening hope you guys tune in bye bye